welcome to Here's Johnny's Reviews, the movie review podcast that will guide you through a movie. Each and every month there's a thing, and as it's March, I'm doing TV show movie March. Movies are based off TV shows. So tonight I'm looking at Scooby-Doo 02. Based on the longest running cartoon in history, Scooby-Doo, where are you? Now, f- for my long-term listeners, you will know I often drop Zoinks! Jinkies! Jesus Jinkies! And it's a g g go Scoob! Because I am a fan of Scooby-Doo and have been since I was a kid. I have all the original Scooby-Doo on DVD. Yeah, that's beyond sad, I know. i seen this Scooby-Doo in the, the cinema and the other one in the cinema on opening weekend. That's how much of a fan I actually was. Now, to be fair, I haven't seen this in a while and I haven't seen any of the new Scooby-Doo, so I can't compare much. Um, but, I don't know, I mean, how can you fuck up Scooby-Doo? It's a dog, a stoner, a rich bitch, um, a, a closeted lesbian and a dumb jock. So how can you mess that one up with me for crying out Anyway, so while watching slash listening to the director's commentary, I learned next to nothing. Only all the actors are wearing wigs at one point. Freddie Prince Jr. had to have his hair bleached every Sunday for 90 days straight. That completely killed his hair. I had to shave it off. Rowan Atkinson turned this movie down eight times. And the studio demanded this was an 83 minute movie down from 120. Could you imagine an almost two hour Scooby-Doo movie? My lord. They spent so much money on the sets, the outfits and the wigs that the CGI budget was slashed, hence why some, (coughs) most, of the CG in this is rough, shall we just be generous. Also, why they were still fiddling with Scooby-Doo's CGI model two weeks before this was released. I mean, Jesus Christ, they'll a bit of fucking dingy show. Also, apparently this was supposed to be an R-rated Scooby-Doo movie. They wanted it to be bloody and gory. They wanted Velma to be a lesbian. They wanted swearing and such, but it was all cut, sliced down to a sanitised G or PG. Anyway, Sir Michelle Gellar had to fly to and from Los Angeles and Australia every two weeks to, to work on Buffy. She'd done her own fight scene which took 12 days to shoot, and she hated wearing Daphne's goggle boots with the 5 to 7 inch heels. She would often throw them off between takes and wear sneakers or trainers. They filmed this in Australia during the off-peak, uh, which meant it rained a lot. 83 days out of the 90 plus day shoot. I mean, for crying out loud, it's a fucking disaster this movie. Matthew Lord has now voiced Shaggy ever since 2002. The actors had no idea what Scooby would look like, or even did acted like. Some say on the cast commentary, yes folks, I listened to both commentaries for my sins. If they'd known how, quote, human Scoob was, then they would have acted completely different. So yeah, this is a complete clusterfuck of a movie. I'm surprised I actually made it in a fucking quasi-intelligible uh, movie. Out. Anyway, so grab a Scooby snack, hunt them ghosts, and I wouldn't get away with it if it wasn't for you meddling kids. Here it is. Scooby-Doo 02. With a budget of $84 million, this thing pulled in $275 million. Starring Freddie Prince Jr., Sir Michelle Geller, Matthew Lillard, Linda Cartellini, 
Ayla Fisher, Ron Atkinson and Neil Fanning. Directed by Raj Gosnell. The plot, two years after Mystery Inc. split up due to infighting, the Scooby Gang are hired by a multi-millionaire theme park owner to figure out if his island is indeed haunted by monsters or ghosts or demons, whatever the hell it is. Because after he has uh, 20-something-year-old party goers arriving, they leave well-behaved and well-mannered. So can Shag, Scoob and the gang put the differences behind them and solve this mystery? I find out here. God, that's a terrible fucking plot summary. So after the Warner Bros. logo, that morphs into the Scooby-Doo logo, this opens up on the end of a case and note there's supposed to be a really cool animated opening showing that fred is dumb velma is the brains daphne is always getting captured and scooby and shaggy are nothing but cowards also it was done in the 60s style animation but for reasons this was dropped for this terrible opening i would have loved that animated opening but never mind Anyway, it opens on Daphne, played by Sarah Michelle Geller, in the arms of the Lunar Ghost slash Old Man Smithers, played by Nicholas Hope, as they fly around the WOW Toys factory. And note, Sarah Michelle Geller wasn't actually here for most of the stuff as she was in LA filming this. She had had to film insert shorts later days. So then we see Filmer, played by Linda Catalini, and according to the behind the scenes, she's the only actor in this not wearing a wig. Radio's Fred, played by Freddie Prince Jr., to kick her plan into action to catch the Lunar Ghost. Too bad Shaggy, played by Matthew Lord, and Scooby-Doo, voiced by Neil Fanning, fuck this up because of course they do, because they're idiots. And note, Matthew Lord has voiced Shaggy ever since. Uh, taking over from Frank Wilker, who voiced Scooby-Doo and Fred since 1979. And apparently Frank Wilker is the voice of the creatures in this, so Constellation Prize? So somehow Shaggy and Scoob managed to ride a skateboard while hiding in a barrel, which knocks Fred off his feet while spraying a fire hose on Velma, who is knocked off the catwalk... Uh, and the rafters for some reason and by the way I love how she goes upside down yet her skirt stays in place because logic be damned anyway where was I now da, 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 da. so the ghost chases Scooby and Shag around the factory crashing into Pam Anderson dolls because apparently this is a whole Pam Anderson plot thing I have no idea so in burst Pam Anderson driving the Mr. Machine the 1972 Bedford CF through a wall chased by cops okay then Fred quickly takes credit, showing the lunar ghost was Old Man Smithers, the creepy janitor of the factory. And he has a crush on Pam Anderson because... Pam Anderson, I'm guessing. For reasons, he dressed as a free-floating ghost with balloons under his outfits and somehow she fall in love with him because... Outside, Thelma has enough of Fred stealing the spotlight, so she quits. Second later, Daphne quits, then Fred quits, leaving Scooby-Doo and Shaggy to walk off and drive off in the mystery machine. So Daphne heads to her purple Mercedes. Uh, Fred drives off in his red Corvette, and Thelma drives away in her orange Audi, I think it is. She's driving around in... Because they make a, a joke about it in the cast commentary, but she's the sensible one with the sensible car, and... 
Daphne's the rich bitch, so she's got the Mercedes-Benz, and Fred's a jock, so he's got the Corvette, and blah, 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 blah. Anyway, a note, the Lunar Ghost was supposed to be the big bad, but ended up getting dropped for Scrappy-Doo. Hmm, we'll talk about that one later. Also, this is supposed to be an R-rated uh, movie, as I said earlier, with a gay storyline for Felmer. Shaggy was supposed to be a complete out-and-out -out junkie, with Scooby not actually talking to him because he was just so stoned all the time, he thought Scooby was talking to him. Fred was a narcissistic twat and quasi-closet case. And Daphne was supposed to be by who had a thing for Filma, but it was all dropped to keep this PG, as you do. So the running joke is that Daphne is always captured. Filma comes up with the plans, Fred is a vain twat, and Shaggy and Scooby are nothing but mess-ups. So, flash forward, flash forward to two years later. A delivery guy tries to hire Shag and Scoob to head to Spooky Island to find out if it is indeed haunted. Cue Shaggy and Scooby eating eggplant burger hairs with chocolate and hot sauce. What the fuck? Anyway, they agree when the delivery man tells them it's all-we-can-eat buffet once they solve the case. So, at an airport, we see Fred is still vain as fuck, Thelma is still smart, Daphne is now an uber-rich bitch, and Shag and Scoop, who's now in drag, for reasons, are heading to Spooky Island. And note, there's a cutscene of Fred, Thelma and Daphne's lives. Fred is on the Comic-Con circuit, trying to flog his shitty book, Fred on Fred, The Manifestors of Fred which is a, a vain look of how he solved all Mishrink's cases. Thelma is in group therapy because she's been tired of being ignored by everybody. And Daphne is a wannabe black belt, but she is terrible at various martial arts. She gets stuck in a tree doing backflips, as you do. These were cut to get this down to 84 minutes from the two-hour runtime. I can't imagine a two-hour Scooby-Doo movie, honest to God. Also, can we talk about Scooby-Doo and Grandma Drag? What in the actual fuck? This got past the writers and the studio, but the whole film of being gay didn't. Okay then, what the fuck were they thinking? Also, I love how on a doctor's commentary, they, they went on and on and on about how Scooby-Doo was supposed to be a real dog as possible. Yeah, because all dogs are six feet tall, talking fucking dogs. I mean... So, on the plane, Shag meets his girlfriend, Mary Jane, get it? MJ, as in weed. Played by Isla Fisher, who had to dye her hair blonde from a redhead, whereas Simon Shogela went from redhead to blonde. Why not just switch the roles or put them in wigs? I mean, hmm. Now on the island, they meet theme park owner, Monty Verius, or Monty, as I want to call him. Played by Ron Agerson, he explains his island is a party island. However, over the past couple of weeks, party people leave well-behaved. Therefore, it is ghosts, demons, or uh, anything else spooky. Okay, then. Also, where I'm at it, the Scooby Snacks in, in this start eating were made of flour, water, and salt. There was no taste, and there were uh, basically no sugar, and it tasted like absolute shit. People were throwing up on the set, or just spitting out between takes, they were utterly disgusting. Also, the plane going to Spooky Island was really piss poor CGI, as is the theme park itself. I mean, the island's real, but the theme park is not real. Where the fuck did the money go, by the way? I mean, mm. 
Also, they only had a hundred extras to play the Spring Breakers, so there we have that one. So, cue the investigation. Thelma interviews the spooky island dancers, and here she meets Nego Tuna, played by Stephen Graves, or I want to call him the head dancer. Uh, he tries to tell the story of the island, which has demons on it that were pissed off that the theme park was there, and it's ultra pissed off that there's now a party island and blah 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 blah, and this all happened 10 years ago. However, Fimmer points out it's all fake, using holograms, and note each dancer's outfit was over a thousand dollars. Jesus, jinkies. Also, here we meet mass wrestler Zarkos, played by former WCW and MMA fighter Sam Greco. Yeah, never heard of either. For reasons we have a mass wrestler in this. I mean, mm. here Filmer also has a boyfriend, played by Charles Cousins, because the script was changed from her being a lesbian to being straight because this dude demanded it. Mm. So, it just cuts to a bar. And cue the stupid running gag of Melvin Doo, played by Martin Broom, being mistaken for Scooby-Doo because Mr. Doo mean funny haha. Anyway, Scooby-Doo is called on the phone by the creature to go deep into the spooky woods all alone for a bag of hamburger uh, hamburgers. I mean, the fuck? Here, Scooby-Doo finds out the place has a real monsters and it's not a man in a mask. So spooked he runs to warn Shag, but he's too busy showing off to MJ. He is good at the mechanical grabber machine thing, never the ones with the toys that never the fucking wins the fucking things, deadly things. And notes this would have been set up in a cutscene where he's so good at the grabber machine, therefore he can pick out the correct souls from the soul cauldron at the end of the movie, but that was cut, so it's pointless. Shag doesn't believe Scooby-Doo, thinking he is jealous of MJ and his, his new relationship, so it completely ignores Scooby. Meanwhile, Daphne is checking out the Voodoo Prince, played by Miguel A. Nunes Jr., because that isn't fucking racist. He warns her off the closed haunted house ride, because he's doing a voodoo ritual with a dead chicken, but it's a packed dead chicken, and it's hilarious because... I don't know why... And note, there was a cutscene of him acting suspicious, buying a wrapped parcel in the shady places. Therefore, she thought he was a real voodoo prince. I mean, hmm. The parcel is a dead, as I said, dead plucked chicken. That he used to keep the monsters at bay because voodoo? Hmm. Anyway, like I said, 40 minutes of cutscenes or never filmed scenes, with only 15 to 20 minutes of the cutscenes on the DVD. Where the fuck the rest of the footage is, is unknown. Or wasn't even filmed, I mean, hmm. Now, let's talk about CGI here. For the most part, the CGI on Scooby-Doo is okay, but the CGI news for the monsters look like PlayStation 2 cutscenes. They are piss-fucking-poor. My God. I mean, they say that they used Warner Brothers' new 3D modelling um, studio, and this was the first time they used 3D modelling, and it fucking shows. Jesus Christ. Anyway, cue Daphne, Shag, and Scooby checking out the haunted house ride. Daphne is desperate to prove she won't be captured, so bribes Scooby and Shaggy with a Scooby snack, as you do. And note, the mimicking stuff Scooby-Doo does while Shaggy explains why they don't do haunted houses was all done last minute in a CGI room. Also, the line, Zoinks, calm down! Oh god, that's terrible. 
Anyway, Calm Down Hong Kong Fui was added last minute with Squidoo doing a spin kick to Shaggy's face. Because Hong Kong Fui was a Hannah Bombera cartoon, so there we have that one. So inside Daphne, Shag and Scooby go. The ride is now closed because it's too spooky. Mm-hmm. And note, this set was so cheap, the cast would only be allowed to set foot in certain parts, as it was literally sticky back plastic, tin foil, and hopes and dreams that held this fucking set together. Jesus Christ. Where the fuck did the money go, by the way? I mean, I know they're, they're dropping thousands of dollars on the outfits and thousands of dollars on the wigs and such, and... The CGI was supposed to be expensive, but it looks like shit. So where the fuck did the money go? Also, the sets were apparently built, but uh, yeah, I have no idea. I mean, the director's commentary is fucking useless, and the cast commentary is even worse, so who cares? Anyway, one thing I did find about the director's commentary, the right um, suits of armour were all real, and so were the right cars themselves. It was so expensive, what the background set is actually plywood and tin foil. Okay then, because apparently they spent so much money on the rides, uh, the, the ride carts and the summer and the various outfits in the ride, that the rest of the money went to cheap sets. Anyway, note, there's a cutscene of Fred falling creature footprint to the haunted house ride. It was cut for reasons. It also shows that the possessed teens have supernatural abilities, such as climbing a vertical wall in two seconds. So, why was it cut? Anyway, the gang meet up inside and split up to look for clues as they do. Daphne, I've said, well, let's go with Daphne and Vilma wants to have Scooby-Doo and Shaggy. Vilma says, nope. She, so she and Fred go to look for clues as Daphne splits up herself and Scooby-Doo goes with Shaggy. Shaggy and Scooby-Doo find a feast but are quickly attacked by sausages and a, quote, haunted turkey. Yeah, folks, this is ridiculous. Daphne is caught up on a right somehow as Fred and Vilma, she thinks he's a vain, utter twat. Only going after skinny chicks, because apparently he's that vain and narcissistic, are attacked by haunted suits of armours. Trapped on swinging pendulums, while I have no idea what the hell's happening here. There's pendulums swinging away and they get trapped, so they have to use a book to get backstage because Filmer thinks that it's a trap door, it's a bookcase and there's like a trap door or some shit like that. So she throws a book at him last minute and he's forced through a window as the pendulum hits him full force. They land in the control room and they find out this is all fake. Here they stop the ride just in the nick of time as Daphne is almost impaled on spikes and Scooby-Doo are almost choked to death but eat their way out because it's real food or it's plastic food so the fuck knows happening here and frankly who cares. So off the control room they find a set on which the creatures are taught to be behave more human-like. Shag and Scooby don't feel well because they've ate all of the food and it's all plastic fake food so they have a fart off which is painfully unfunny and goes on way too long. In walks Daphne with a magic gold pyramid thingy that she found in a cage. I have no idea, just go with this bloody thing, I mean, hmm. Vilma thinks it's a brainwashing cult, not demonic possession, until Daphne hands her the gold pyramid type thingy and she deciphers it to discover it has the power to take the soul from a human and uh, replace the human soul with a demonic soul and we have these possessed teens. Suddenly a small dwarf or little person sets off an alarm so the gang hide in the ride dressed as a wizard, knights and a princess. 
By the way, this is set in 1977, hence why the flares, go-go boots, miniskirts, etc. Also, there is no modern technology. So in the hotel bar, the gang meets Monty and tell them, tell him their findings. Also, they pull out the gold pyramid thing and da-da-da-da. They tell him he is the chief suspect along with the video prince and the chief dancer dude. So at the bar, while reading the pyramid type thingy, Thelma tells her boyfriend that she has discovered the pyramid has the power to suck up the soul and blah 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 blah. As the lead dancer, the guy is suspiciously eavesdropping while playing the piano. Now, there was a cutscene where the boyfriend buys Thelma a drink and she acts drunk singing I Love You Baby and she sits on top of the piano all very Fabulous Baker boy style. As Monty tells Shaggy, they are non-alcoholic, she's just acting weird. Okay then. This was then cut because, I don't know, reasons, to show the backstory of Scrappy-Doo, voiced by Scott Ennis, who voiced Scrappy-Doo in the late 90s um, straight-to-tape movies. Actually, I think he done Scooby-Doo also, so that'll be one. He gets kicked out of the gang for trying to take over the entire gang, also for pissing on Daphne, marking his territory. Because hilarious, right? And by the way, this was set in 1973, four years before the island. It was added last minute, as writers didn't want to piss off the fans until they found out everyone hated Scrappy-Doo, so it was cool to do that one. And then cuts to Scrappy-Doo being spooked by a monster. So the monsters attack the hotel and completely trash the place, with Fred now in summer wear, not his iconic outfit. In fact, neither is Daphne Shaggy, only Thelma is wearing her iconic outfit for this entire movie. So in mid-speech, Fred tells Scooby-Doo there's no such thing as ghosts, monsters, goblins or ghouls. As he is attacked, he is then knocked out via mist from the monster, and then he is taken. So his entire life is now thrown upside down. Next is Velma, who has lost her glasses, as she does. Uh, she thinks the monster is then fake and tries to pull off the mask, but finds it is real. She is then misted and taken next. I've got some sort of knockout breath stuff. I mean, I have no idea what's happening here. So Daphne grabs the golden pyramid type thingy and then tries to defend Monty, but too bad he's taken from below. Shaggy, MG and Daphne run for it as... Scooby-Doo deals with a monster acting like a nail technician, biting off its nails, and apparently this is hilarious, Scooby-Doo just runs off. And, as I said earlier, these were done by Warner Brother Graphics, and this was their first 3D renderings, and boy does it fucking show, some of these monsters are shite! Anyway, Daphne etc. escape, as Scooby has them on one of the hotel cart with the suitcases not and such and throw them at a window as they do. The monsters then pick up the leftover teenagers that are all knocked out somehow uh, and they take them back to the lair to be possessed. It's down to Daphne, Shag and Scooby to save the day. So MJ calls the Coast Guard for help but they're monsters in disguise too so there's no help coming. They tell them to head to the beach and it will be there in two hours. By morning, still no help, the gang wakes up to Fred being a complete beach douche bro for some fucking reason, even though they should be well behaved, but they'll have that on. Sugar Ray is there for reasons, and they're taking away monsters also. Oh, and the place is now bouncing with now fully possessed teens, and the hotel is fully repaired. Okay then. Scooby-Doo and Shaggy 
are chased by Fred and his douche bros as Daphne is caught by the wrestler. And note, there was a cutscene showing Velma in a two-piece red bikini with dozens of girls all wearing bikinis showing she's actually gay. It was then cut in order not to offend anyone. So Shaggy and Scooby are now trapped in a shed, not too worry however. Scooby finds out two quad bites, so they escape during the escape slash chase. Shaggy picks up Mary Jane and Scooby finds out she's a monster in disguise. So Scooby tries to sell Shaggy, but he thinks he's jealous. So there's a childish name calling slash slap fight and this is too fucking wrong also. Scooby now falls in a trap door, so it's down to Shaggy to save the day. Yeah, they're fucked. So he dives down after Scooby-Doo. By the way, if Shaggy was smart, he would have noticed MG wasn't sneezing next to Scooby-Doo as she is allergic to dogs, but nope, he's in love. He's also a fucking stoner. And here is where Matthew Lillard's hair is beyond wild. It is possibly the worst wig slash hair piece I have seen in this. He also goes from wearing a green vest and tan corduroy trousers to green t-shirt and tan jeans. This thing is awfully fuck edited. And note, surprisingly, there's a cutscene showing the wrestler uh, guy taking Daphne's soul out of her body using a me uh, metallic arm thingy, uh, the grabber thing. But it was re and she was replaced by a monster, but it was dropped because apparently they didn't understand how the monster's language was, so that was dropped, and there we have that one. So Shaggy then runs over to the soul vat to find Daphne, Fred, and Velma's soul in a sea of thousands of other souls. He just fishes it out with her hands and just throws them away. Velma is first, he tosses her, and she flies into her body, forcing out the monster, which burns up in the sun. By the way, Thelma doesn't have her glasses here, yet she can see even after a monster is out of her body. And then seconds later, she has her glasses. That is fucking badly edited. Fred is next to then Daphne, who complains she doesn't need rescues. She can rescue herself. So Shaggy just throws both of them in the air and fucks off. Thelma finds the possessed Daphne and starts to fight her. In flies her soul, who forces out the monster. Velma opens up the shutters and burns this monster in the sunlight. It's not Daphne, but Fred in the body. Daphne jumps into Fred's body and cue crude jokes of each other looking each other naked. Okay then. I'm lucky they're married in real life then. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> Daphne in Fred's body changes from board shorts and a vest into a polo shirt and jeans. Whereas Daphne goes from wearing a tennis dress with hot pants to a purple miniskirt in between scenes. Like I said, this is fucking piss poorly edited. Shaggy runs up with the gold pyramid thingy. And this forces their souls out of the body because it's doing a switcheroo thing because it's hilariously funny and the power of the, the pyramid thingy magic does this once and once only and who gives a french fried titty fuck when they finished. I mean... Uh, uh, God. They also find out that Shaggy jumps into... Uh, Daphne's body and there was also a cutscene where she's actually uh, bulimic and anorexic and that was cut because it was not funny at all so moving the fuck on there's an explosion down the beach so the gang go to check it out and find it is the voodoo prince using 
a protection spell for fucking reasons. He then explains the leader needs a pure soul to unlock the gates of hell to unleash these monsters on the world, and they will run the world for 10,000 years. Cut to Scooby-Doo in a gold gilded cage. Get it? He's in a gold cage. He's the pure soul. And note, there was a cutscene where Scooby-Doo tries to trick his way out faking a heart attack, but it fails because he did this thing eight times in a row. Hilarious, right? Anyway, Scooby-Doo is then treated like a king. He's taken to Monty in his lair. He's obsessed with Scooby-Doo. He tries uh, to poison Scooby-Doo against the gang. Told he'll be treated like a king and given everything he wants if he becomes their sacrifice. Fred gets the gang to put their decisions behind them to rescue Scooby-Doo. Well, because it comes up with a plan. To steal a disco ball, use Daphne to open the lair's sunroof to let in the sun, which will bounce off the disco ball's skull and burn up all the monsters as Fred and Velma blend in pretending to be possessed by creatures so they can get close to the soul vat to tip it over to release the souls. Meanwhile, Shaggy can find and rescue Scooby-Doo. It doesn't go well at all as Daphne is caught and forced to fight the mass wrestler. Scooby-Doo doesn't trust Shaggy and doesn't want to listen to his warnings as in walks all the possessed teens on the island dancing in a ritualistic way. And note, Freddie Pence Jr. choreographed this entire dance because apparently he's a trained dancer, as you do. Because he and Velma are caught due to the fact Fred loves himself so much he can't stop dancing. Meanwhile, Daphne is fighting the masked wrestler up top of the mountain. She is almost defeated until she believes in herself so much she kicks his ass. And note, this was the first wire work Sarah Michelle Gellar has actually done. And the sec took three months to learn how to do and was shot over 12 painfully long days. So Monty puts his plan into action using the robot arm to steal Scooby-Doo's soul to force it into his own chest where he implants the gold pyramid thing. This causes him to suck all the souls out of the soul pot thingy and transform into a gigantic monster. But Shaggy puts a stop to that one, rescuing Scooby-Doo. So Monty falls over, he opens up to show it's Scrappy-Doo in a robotic suit. Okay then. He then transforms into a 12 or 15 foot gigantic Scrappy-Doo monster and tries to kill Scooby-Doo. So Daphne forces the wrestler through the sunroof and then pulls out the disco ball, which is stuck in a crevice somehow, as all the monsters are forced out of the human bodies, they all burn up in the sun, as Shaggy somehow managed to kick over the soul vat. What the fuck is happening here? Fred, using a climbing rope, takes on the goons as Filmer knocks out the lead dancer. Shaggy uses a robotic arm to pluck the gold pyramid thing off Scrappy-Doo's chest. This releases all the souls trapped in him. He then shrinks back down to size as Scrappy-Doo knocks him out with a boot to the face. The souls return to the thousands of teens that were stolen from. The gang celebrate, the press show up. Fred passes Lemley onto Velma as she explains what happens. And note, before she gets her man, a, a kiss that is, Fred and Daphne kiss. Shaggy rescues the real Monty who's in a dungeon, since he's been trapped in the dungeon for over two years. Scooby-Doo and Shaggy make up. Shaggy gets his girl, as credits roll, and in between the credits, we have a mini-credits scene of Shaggy and Scooby having an all-in-can-eat 
feast at eating, I don't know, some sort of chili peppers that are so hot they burn the face off you. Scooby-Doo eats an entire vat full of them and burns his tongue, so there's a whole bit where he has to use sauce to calm down the tongue, blah, 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 blah. And credits continue. So that was Scooby-Doo 2. What in the actual fuck? This has little to nothing to do with the bloody actual fucking cartoon. It is an editing mess. The storylines just dropped and changed willy-nilly. Why the hell did Scrappy-Doo take on Scooby-Doo? Who cares? Why was there fucking monsters in this thing? Who knows? Why was there a multi-millionaire businessman? Who cares? I mean... Honest to fucking God, this thing has awful CGI, so-so acting, and is just blah. I have no idea what to give this thing. I think I'll give it a very generous, because I'm a fun Scooby-Doo, 5 out of 10. But in reality, this is a 3. Jesus Christ, this movie's fucking terrible. So, next month is Prank Month, so come back for the ones in April. Now, I don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe. And follow me on Twitter at Here's Pod. Now, go and check out one of my hundreds of podcasts, a bye, and da 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 podcast power! Oh god, that was bad. <laughs>